Okay, welcome to the Bookish Life Podcast Book Club Edition. It's me, Phil Blackburn. <laughs> and I'm Sarah Puppin. I'm here on a aftermath of a storm. Something happened last night. Something happened from about 3 to 4.30, yeah, I think. Sure thing. Plants were all my wreath was off the door. I know. It was just craziness. We have a fan on our front porch, and one of the arms of the fan was on the floor. Aw. How does that happen? I don't know. I mean, it's covered. I guess it was time. I guess it was time. I wish I had one of those ring doorbells so that I, I mean, could have seen, could have seen what happened. Maybe a squirrel jumped on it or something. I forgot to hit our little, make our video go. But oh, yeah, we got to make the video go. Well, I didn't see or hear much of it, but I definitely, um, on the way here, there were limbs all over the place. Yes, so, limbs all over, happened. trees down. We'll center ourselves. Yeah. There we go. Um, anyway. Yeah, quite exciting. Yeah. But people aren't tuning in for our weather report, Sarah. They might be. They might be. If they are, they're <laughs> going to be. It's weather with Phil It's going to be late. Um, I mean, I get my stinking. i got to turn the notifications off of my phone because yes. every 20 minutes it's like, heat advisory. Yeah. Weather. I, I can know. There you go. See, nobody can see you. I'll do, I'll do a little clip later. Okay. Fine. All right. That's fine. Phil is really concerned about our video. I am concerned about it. Hmm. Well, so we're here to talk today about a book that has not yet been released, mm -hmm. but it's an author we both uh, mm -hmm. both really really like, admire, adore, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's um, David Joy's new book, Those We Thought We Knew. Hey, there it is. Um, and so Phil finished it last night. Yes. I read it. I read it. I read right. it. You readed that book um, two months about ago. About two months ago, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, we did, Phil made me go through the names so I didn't mess them up today <laughs> on our podcast. Um, but I think this is, again, one of those books. So I was in a, uh, a group of, like a book club mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, and it was a little bit different. It was, um, we all just talked about books that we've recently read mm -hmm. and sort of shared what we'd been reading. Um, and it was really a, a really good time. There wasn't a lot of pressure like to get something read. It was kind of cool to see what types of books mm -hmm. these ladies gravitate towards. And, and afterwards, we were having a conversation in the bookshop about, yeah, we got some really great recommendations, but we also, like, there's just some stuff that I'm just not going to read for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And we kind of talked about the different types of readers, um, and we can get into that later. But with this conversation, I talked about, um, several, I've talked about the S.A. Cosby book. And so, um, one girl was like, yeah, we had a conversation with a, you know, I had a conversation with a friend of mine about Southern war. And she said, it's all about grace, place, face, and space. Ah. And I was like, well, that's, I love a fun little, <laughs> little formula. Uh -huh. Um, and I haven't really thought about it yet with this book, but you know, like face the characters, mm -hmm. um, there's always some kind of religious element, mm -hmm. the grace thing. Um, the space being the environment or the mm -hmm. setting, the, the mm -hmm. South or yep. Appalachia or whatever. Um, and place being like their place in sort of the overall world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so how all of these sort of detective fiction, Southern Gothic yep. grit lit, whatever you want to call it sort of uses, mm -hmm. they, they mm -hmm. touch on these elements. Um, so anyway, that could be maybe something we thought about as we had our conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think clearly, like from a from a place perspective, it's mm -hmm. it's in North Carolina, small county, 
in North Carolina, there's a there's a university there, which is how we first are introduced to the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an African-American woman named Toya who has family there but has never lived there. She has a grandmother, Vess, and her mom uh, also grew up there. So she's there for the summer, um, and she is protesting the displacement of an African-American church back in the day right. when they built a new hall. Mm-hmm on the campus of the, of the unnamed university. Yes. Um, and so that's how we were introduced to everybody. So we automatically know from the start mm-hmm. that this novel is going to be about racial tension in the South mm-hmm. and dealing kind of with past grievance and reconciling, uh, well, not reconciling, uh, but coming to terms with damage done in the past that has been left as an open wound. Right. Yeah. Does that sound fair? Yeah, I think that's great. And I, you know, when I first started this book, I was real nervous about Toya being our main character mm-hmm. and because our author is not a black woman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yep. oh how are we going to yep. navigate this? Um, but I do, you know, after finishing the book and mm-hmm. seeing the larger sort of scope of it all, I like the fact that she has ties to this community, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she's not from there. Mm-hmm. I think that was kind of important, an mm-hmm. important way to sort of show us our perspective mm-hmm. yeah. um, of what's going on. Um, because again, the title is Those We Thought We Knew. And so she's an outsider coming in and um, sort of saying, this is all the stuff you've done wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yep. you know, not in a critical way, but just right. like in a, in a factual way. Because yep. it, it's, it's her thesis, mm-hmm. right? It's her, like, she's about to graduate from... Wherever. Yeah. And... Um, and so she's coming in and sort of recognizing all of these things. And it's like, how does the community deal with that? Um, and it is a community of, you know, black and white folks. And they've mm-hmm. grown up together and, and lived and worked together for mm-hmm. generations. Um, Her grandparents were quite close to the sheriff. Right. Which is one of the key kind of plot points yeah. uh, of the book. Mm-hmm. And and they he uses that, I think, fairly effectively to get into the the more nuanced elements mm-hmm. of, I'm not going to say racism, racial conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so this, it, the, the conversations that the sheriff has with, uh, Sheriff Coggins has with, uh, Vess. Vess, who is the grandmother, I think are pretty interesting. And I think reflective, if you've not had those conversations, they've been going on mm-hmm. in the broader society. Um, really, for the last what, 10 years, but specifically the last three or four. Right. Um, and so I thought Joy did a good job of, uh, I thought he was fair, mm-hmm. I guess I would say, to both Vess and sure. Sheriff Coggins in because those he conversations. Thinks, he thinks he he's doing the best he can, mm-hmm. and he loved her husband, I mm-hmm. forgot his name. He's I think passed, it's Lon. He's passed on, mm-hmm. and they would, they would go turkey mm-hmm. hunting together mm-hmm. and... Um, they had what he thought was a really significant, important relationship. And, you know, he finally realizes later that Long's life was different than yes. his. He mm-hmm. didn't couldn't navigate the world mm-hmm. the same way mm-hmm. that Coggins could. Um, and I think it's, you know, we had a conversation last night. With, we partnered with the International Film Festival and um, Future School. Um, and we did a screening of the book, The Hate You Give, mm-hmm. and it's a young adult book, came out in 2017, touches some similar topics, mm-hmm. um, police shooting of a black man. Um, but I, I think in that case, Angie Thomas is a black woman writing from a black woman's perspective, but we have these side characters, um, 
that I think it, it's very gracious for a black mm-hmm. writer to give mm-hmm. us a white character mm-hmm. <laughs> to go, oh, that's how you're supposed to do mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think David Joy does that too mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Like, or maybe this is how you shouldn't do things as yeah. a white person. But yeah. um, I don't know. I kind of, since probably 2020 and or since th- these types of these themes have been sort of popping up mm-hmm. in a lot of our books, I, I think about sort of why they're writing it and, and who they're writing it for. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think as a, a white man in North Carolina, mm-hmm. he had to probably be really careful about how mm-hmm. he crafted these characters and how he wanted um, readers to, to understand them. So. Yeah, and I don't think, I mean, this is one of those things where how successful he is probably can't be judged by you and me. No, probably um, not. We can say, I mean, how we reacted to it, but I think that's kind of beside the point from what you're bringing up here yeah. with uh, how fair he was. So, yeah. you know, I do think it's important um, to bring in lots of different voices to the mm-hmm. cultural conversation and and have them all be heard. Uh and, and heard equally. So I think I'm glad he, if he felt like he needed to write the book, I'm glad he wrote it. Mm-hmm. I felt like he got into some, you know, they always say that the show don't tell stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought he got a little telly mm-hmm. in the book. I, I wish there had been a little bit more, you know, if you contrast it with the showing from something like Percival Everett's The Trees, mm-hmm. which was a novel I really struggled with. Mm-hmm. Um, Everett did an amazing job of showing. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the great things that like Colson Whitehead does in the underground railroad. Like you don't have these long expositions about, uh, the, yeah. <laughs> the crippling effects of slavery. Mm-hmm. You, you have these kind of what are, what are, it's a novel. So you have these fantastic scenes by fantastic. I mean like fantastical, mm-hmm. um, scenes, uh, that drama that, that show the consequences, even if they aren't literally real. Okay. Um, so I felt like joy that was a weakness to me in the in the book mm-hmm. especially in the first half was I felt like it got a lot into exposition um and and not enough showing. Hmm. Okay. I didn't seem to have a problem with it. I, I tore through it. Mm-hmm. Um but there is kind of a twist at the end mm-hmm. and Bill you did talk about how you don't like like those. Um but I do think if we're think I, th- I think the problem is we started we started our joy diet with um, the line that held us. Yeah. And it's very different than anything else mm-hmm. he's written so far. Um, but this is, I think, a typical kind of grimy mm-hmm. genre yep. book. Um, and so he does tend to follow, not really, I wouldn't say formula, but he does mm-hmm. sort of follow those those guidelines. Mm-hmm. And, and he sort of offers those things that crime readers like mm-hmm. to read um, with an added dose of pretty good characterization. Yes. Yes. He's an excellent writer. Yeah. And yes, his characterization I think is strong. Mm -hmm. Like you get a sense, they seem like real people. Mm -hmm. Uh, he seems to have a familiarity with them. I Um, love Vess's house and her garden. I mean, you could, you you were there, you could visualize Mm -hmm. that. Um, and even the sheriff, I don't know. We talked to like when he was out drinking and like shooting, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that was a, a nice little nugget for mm-hmm. what was going to mm-hmm. come. Um, I liked the detective a lot. Uh-huh. 
Um, I really am kind of fascinated by all of these books and the female detective. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they are really making a name for themselves. They are. Female they are. Um, so, I don't know. There's, I mean, I liked every character. Mm-hmm. I liked the way every character was drawn. Um, now, Willie Dean Cawthorn. What would you think about him? You know, I thought he was more stock. Yeah. Um, I thought he... So, there's, so Willie Dean Cawthorn is a KKK guy who's on the run from Mississippi. You mm-hmm. never find out what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's come and taken refuge in this North Carolina town with the rich, under the protection of these kind of rich KKK mm-hmm. people who keep their heads down in this yes. community. And what the, the ringleader there is a man named Slade Ash. I mean, if that's not a name of a villain, yeah. I don't know. Um, and so he and, he and Cawthorn have an interesting conversation, which you had marked early on, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a lot of ways, but that's the point. Yeah. But but neither Ash nor Cawthorn are are developed. Mm-hmm. Like they are, they are there to make the plot move and to embody white supremacy. And you almost can't read this chapter without thinking about Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. I right. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he literally mentions tiki torches. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was that was interesting. There is. Um, um, a protest around a Confederate statue yes. in the town. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that really mm-hmm. kind of sets off. There's, I guess mm-hmm. that that is the thing that kind of sets off this, mm-hmm. like, how can we bridge this gap? Right. How can these people come together? And the answer is they, they can't. Right. <laughs> and I think that's that's the scary thing. Um, you know, all of these people that have, have lived together for generations mm-hmm. and raised kids together and they've been neighbors, there are just things they can't understand. And maybe that's what we're trying to navigate in, in books like this is how can we how can we see where these folks are coming from and how can we I don't know not necessarily change their mind I don't know I, what's what's the point That's kind of where I am too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what is the point I mean I think with this like, I don't t- think we'll ever change mm-hmm. Slate Ash's mind. No and no and like that's. This gets into a broader conversation, but there, mm-hmm. there's people that are just rotten. Mm-hmm. Like everybody does some rotten things, but not everybody's rotten. And the you're just not going to change some minds. And then so that gets into a different conversation. I think it's important. This is why I think this book matters. Mm-hmm. I think white people have to enter the conversation. It's easier sometimes for people to take on this information for, for white people to take on information from white people. Right, that's is probably why he felt. Yeah, and I think right, and and so I think, in that sense, if there's somebody that would read Joy, that wouldn't read The Hate You Give, Mm -hmm. that's useful. Right. I mean, that's that's a you and I are kind of not in that category. Mm -hmm. Um, Doesn't mean we're better or worse than anybody. We're just not. Um, So I think that's useful, but it's a it's a it's a fine point. If you're asking like, what's the point? It's it's a fine point. Yeah. So, I don't know. I still think that I was able to, through, you know, even though we're not in that category necessarily, mm-hmm. but I could still pick up on ways to empathize mm-hmm. with um, folks that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's Willie Dean Cawthorn, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I think that seeing all of these perspectives come together and try to navigate this really confusing, like it seems cut and dry for me. Take the yeah. Confederate statue down. No one cares. Right. Like it's not a big deal, mm-hmm. but somebody cares for yeah. whatever reason. And they care for all these kind of weird uh-huh. reasons. Right. But it is, it is important to them 
as books are to me yes. or whatever. Um, and just kind of understanding that we're at this like impasse in society mm-hmm. and it doesn't really matter how well you think you know somebody if mm-hmm. they feel that way about a situation mm-hmm. it's going to be I mean mm-hmm. we have to go like the next step yeah. which is yeah hopefully not murder but, hopefully not but a lot of times yeah. it is hopefully not murder <laughs> uh you know I thought the the kind of conflict around the statue there's a kind of basically a small riot mm-hmm. at the statue which is kind of the, the flashpoint of the whole the turning point of the whole novel mm-hmm. I thought that captured pretty well the whole conversation like it's just we're just gonna fight yeah and and that's just the way it's gonna be and uh, so I think in that sense th- th- if you go back I don't know that he intended this with those we thought we knew but there's no interest really in knowing anybody in those types of situations. No. Do you think you know, like you think you know as much as you need to know and you have no interest in knowing more Mm -hmm. in those times. And I think that is, it's reflective of a broader problem. You know, without getting all weird about it, it used, (laughs) I mean, for people, for human beings, we aren't accustomed to being exposed to this many people with this many ideas. Like that's just not how human beings have existed oh, for I most of our saying. lives. Yeah, because we like, live in our little bubble. We, we lived in the, like those people that lived in the mountains. Like there's a scene where he goes to visit this man named Silas who lives mm-hmm. out in a trailer, and there's a couple scenes with Silas that I thought are really good. Oh yeah. And Silas is talking about how much noise there is on the traffic on the high on the state highway next to him. Mm-hmm. It used to be so quiet, and now there's motorcycles and cars every weekend. Like, and he's talking about a time when they all knew each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like Sheriff Coggins and Toya's grandfather hunted together. Mm-hmm. And there was this little bubble of community. And for better and worse, these people all lived together and they knew their roles. Mm-hmm. We don't live that way anymore. Mm-hmm. We're bombarded with thoughts and faces and opinions from well beyond any, yeah. any manageable bubble. Our brains can't take on that much so even though if you live in a small town you're you're getting information and you're inundated you're inundated exactly you are inundated with images and sounds and words Mm -hmm. constantly of other people Mm -hmm. and so and we don't know any of those people yeah we know none of those people um you know and uh and so like when sheriff coggins goes goes to this little cafe and they give that little nugget of like well, this is where you eat when all the other restaurants are really busy. And like he, the, the villain Slade Ash comes in and is eating at the same time and they have an encounter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then Sheriff Coggins is walking out and he kind of waves to the room cause he says he doesn't want to hi hat anybody. Yeah. Right. Like th- so that's deeply relational. That's he's working under the assumption that everybody knows him yeah. and he knows everybody, uh-huh. but that's not true anymore. And that's the, that's the, well, in some places it might be. It's not real, not real. I mean, some places more than others, but even so, even if you know the people around you, you're still getting this cacophony yeah. of... just because of the world right, we live in. But. Right, And so even the presence of Cawthorn in the community speaks to the challenge. So you've got Cawthorn who comes in and you've got Toya that comes in, mm-hmm. and those are the sparks. Everything yeah. was fine until those two people, by fine, I mean settled. Yeah. Like, it was, it was placid on the surface. Mm-hmm. Uh, things were happening underneath, but the surface was calm because everybody kind of knew the dance. Mm-hmm. Then you introduce the KKK guy, 
and you introduce the African-American woman who wants the town to confront its past, mm -hmm. they don't have broad relationships in the community. Both of them uh, contribute to an unwinding of the stability. But that um, might be what has to happen. It, um, yeah, right? I, I think it's just a reality. Sure. But it makes it impossible for people to process, mm -hmm. I think, because okay. be, you just can't. Like, you're like, what? what's going on here? This just doesn't fit. And so you've got the kids coming down from the college who you can assume aren't, like Brad, who's kind of the main college student yeah. we meet, is not native to there. He mm -hmm. talks about being raised someplace, like yeah. in Asheville, by hippie parents mm -hmm. and and didn't go hunting and all that stuff. He doesn't, he's there for the school, but he doesn't Yeah, he's the, not part of that. Not part of the community, community right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think, uh, I think it speaks to the complexities of trying to take in this many different perspectives without relationship. Yeah. Well, and also just the fact that you can't really tell what a person is going to be like mm -mm. by just looking at them. Right. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. And that's the thing. You, you know, you assume certain things, um, but you, know, you don't Brad know. Because Brad is under, he's being questioned a mm -hmm. lot and we're yeah. getting a lot, like we're kind of feeling mm -hmm. one certain way about Brad yeah. and then we get to know him a little bit better mm -hmm. and like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he does that with every character. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. no, no, nobody's who we think mm -hmm. they are. Right, right. Um, and that's typical Joy, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, He's pretty yes. good about, you know, mm -hmm. making us think mm -hmm. a feeling, yeah. feel something about a character, and then go, whoops. Well, and Brad's an interesting one. You could probably have a good conversation about him. He's a little two-dimensional as well, but, mm -hmm. boy... I mean, if anybody killed her, he killed her. Yeah. I mean, because she was going to stay home from the protest, uh -oh, and he was just, like... We just gave a spoiler. Well, I mean, I think that's a... It's pretty early it's on. It's early on. <laughs> if, you, you should see that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, he, he talked her into coming to the protest when her instinct was to not go to the protest, and you wonder what his motivations are around that relationship. He wanted to date her, but, like, is this, like, a... a is she kind of... A full person to him mm -hmm. or is she about him yeah right like he she represents his relationship with her represents the person he wants, he to, wants to be, be. Yeah. Um, how authentic was it you know was she kind of responding to that inauthenticity mm -hmm. when she made it clear that there would be no romantic relationship like that kind of stuff mm -hmm. I mean I think you could have an interesting conversation about him we yeah. don't need to but yeah. I think you could yeah uh, yeah, I think, I think he was a necessary side he character. He was a necessary side character. For sure. Agreed. Um, and there are a lot of other ones. Um, you know, we see Toya's mother, mm -hmm. which I think it represents, you know, someone who left the small town, uh -huh. went off to uh -huh. do everything that she thought she was supposed to do. She's a successful lawyer in Atlanta. Um, and then she comes back and has a really hard time sort of navigating this loss. Um, and, and I think all of their relationships are really interesting. Yeah. The, the, the black, the three black mm -hmm. women, Toya and mm -hmm. Bess and mm -hmm. Dana. Um, that was fun to kind of to, to watch. Um, so what do you think? Is this a reader for folks? Like, who should read this book? I mean, I think anyone who likes crime fiction can pick it up mm -hmm. and read it. I think mm -hmm. it is accessible. Mm -hmm. um, I think even if, I don't know, even if you've never read Joy before, you could pick this up and you would be captivated by the story and be yeah. interested in these characters and, and be... Um, I don't know, be invested in how it's going to end and yeah. what you can, what you can glean from it. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. I, I just think he's such a strong writer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We should probably pause and pick out some pretty beautiful sentences because he's really good at, at he, that. He is. Did you pick any out? I didn't. Oh. No, no. Um, but yeah. And I think what you spoke to earlier where his characters are just 
very well developed. Yeah, they are. And he does like he can write a, he can write poetry sometimes. Yeah. So we'll we'll put a great quote in the show notes. That's right. I'll find yeah. Something good and stick it in there, or caption it mm-hmm. on social media or something. But um, anyway, yeah, this book comes out August first. We're really excited about it. The cover's fantastic. It's got a nice little snake. On Always the front. like a good snake, Sarah. Um. And yeah, I'm not sure which novel. I think at least four, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, several short stories. You can find David Joy's work all over the internet. But, um, but yeah, we're excited to, to to sell this one and put it in people's hands for yeah. sure. Anything going on at the bookstore that people need to know about? Um, yeah, well, tonight we have our night out with Bookish. Mm-hmm. So bring your book and come read. Emily will have snacks for you and some mm-hmm. coffee and kind of a nice, quiet time to. A lot of times readers are introverted, Bill. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, well, I thought they were big talkers. No, well, we like to just kind of not yeah. talk to people yeah. sometimes. But but I think now we have this fear of missing out on a Friday night uh-huh. and we feel like we should be doing something. Mm-hmm. So just bring your book to Bookish and sit down and read. You did something. You That's got right. out of the house. That's right. And you did what you wanted to That's do. That's right. And maybe Barry will get on your lap. Barry will get on your lap. She definitely will. Uh, she might bite you while she's on your lap. Yeah, she, she might. Um, and then... Um, so that's that's tonight, and then we have um, the bakery is having a big brunch tomorrow. So mm. all the food trucks will have brunch going on, mm-hmm. and we'll of course have our story time. Um, Hopefully, power will be restored. Is there to... not power? Oh yeah, there's a whole bunch. I have no power. Oh, the bakery has power. Yeah, that's why I'm here. I was oh, here okay. early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have power at my house too. So that's why I didn't realize it was such a mess. But. Um, yeah, and then we're gearing up for our, our stems and stories on the 29th, which mm-hmm. is um, stem-related books. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and we're talking specifically about the science of, of winemaking. So we only oh. have, like, one spot left for that. So, okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's what's going on at the shop. All right. Well, two weeks we'll be back talking about our J- July, our July reads. July reads, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got anything? Gonna, well, I had to stop taste? my read to read this, so. Well, there's that. Then. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, fi- I'll finish my book about the German painter Adam Elsheimer, and if that's not a teaser to get uh, people to listen <laughs> in the end of the month, I don't know what is. Oh, well, I just started the new Ann Patchett, so that's mm. exciting. There we go. That will spend 95% of the time on Ann Patchett. Ann Patchett. It's really good. Yes. Um, it's Tom Lake is the title, and it's the story mm-hmm. of, and also I started, I listened to the audio last night, mm-hmm. and that's how Meryl Streep reads it. Oh, oh so good. that's good. But it's it's definitely a yeah. vibe. But it's yeah. focused on, like, the main character has mm-hmm. um, played uh, Emily in Our Town. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. In high school and in college. Mm-hmm. And she's sort of telling the story to her mm-hmm. daughters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just mm-hmm. an Ann Patchett book. There you go. So, and I've read a few other things. That's just the latest. Okay. So, all right. Well, you guys have a great rest of your July. We'll see you in August. We will. If you want the David Joy book, give us a call. We have several coming and um, save you a coffee. Yeah. All right. Peace, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye.